This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 97 of Tall Boy Radio. It's just the three of us this week, so let's just go around the room and say hello and tell everybody what it is that we're drinking. Yeah, evening guys. Looking forward to this. I'm not sure where it's going to take us, but we we never really know that nowadays, so we'll wait and see. Uh, tonight I'm drinking, don't they compare? I don't think I've had that on this, on the podcast. It's an Adnan's and it's a ghost ship. It's only four and a half percent. But it's like a sort of citrusy pale ale. Uh, it's it's pleasant. It's very drinkable. Obviously, TBR podcast merch. But yeah, very pleasant. And just in case that goes, or should I say when that goes, I've then got Shipyard American IPA for, for afters. So, yeah, looking forward to this. Really want a chicken dinner. Andy? Howdy. I'm on the new one for me, Borderlands Brewery Taras IPA. Taras. Taras. We don't know how it's pronounced because I'm uh, Scottish or... Alba, is that the? Is that what they speak? Is it? Is it Alba? Is it? That no, way? I have no idea. Ah, dear, I probably just offended a good portion of my listeners. What's it like? <laughs> that one? what's it like? On because I've got that one in the cupboard for a later episode. I'm curious. Just about to have my first sip. That old tankard. Good. Uh, I'd, I'd buy more of it. Nice one. Well, Stuart, who is the head brewer of borderlands breweries hopefully going to be joining us in the new year we've not set a date with him but he's still very keen to come on obviously that brewery is where david made the beers for the beer club for double trouble as well which is how we know them how they've been in touch and why they kindly sent us some beers and we ordered some double trouble products which may or may not get a mention later in the podcast now Andy and I were chatting earlier, and I discovered a beer, a Golden Drac Smoked, which Andy hadn't tried before. No so way. I, yeah, yeah, and we know he likes that brewery. Hey, I've got a question, dude. Have you ever had Grimbergen Rouge? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought I was going to do I thought, I thought <laughs> twice in one day would be quite unlikely. Well, that's the beer I'm drinking today is Grimbergen Rouge. So we know Grimbergen <laughs> is one of Andy's favourite beers. Well, this one is... Obviously, the red version, as you can sort of tell, it's in my Lechouf glass. And it's flavoured with strawberry, cranberry and alderflower. <laughs> and I can see by Gaz's face, the idea does not appeal. No, I, I mean, it's funny that, look, I'd, I'd, I'd happily try it. And it's just, you know, the odd, not bad experience as such, but just the odd sort of strawberry, cherry flavoured beer. Sometimes they just don't sit around just like, mm, yeah, not sure. So... I, I, I would be ha- happy to try it at some point. You know, if we're if we're on a, a boozy night out somewhere, and you said, "Oh, here, drink this," I'd be Ooh. like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, crack on." Six um, percent, dude, it's not bad. I, I prefer a cherry beer to a strawberry beer. If I'm really honest, I do like a fruity beer, as you well know. But yeah, this one's not too bad. This one's not too bad. Now, as Andy mentioned as well, so he's drinking the Borderlands. Now, we both had placed an order with some Double Trouble, and it turned up, and he kindly sent us this beer. 
gratis, which is really, really greatly appreciated. So thank you, David, for doing that. And here's the gin that I ordered. I, I was a bit cheeky, actually, because it's not for sale on their website, but I messaged them. This is one that they produced purely for their football team up in Scotland. So this is quite a limited edition one. And do you remember he talked about it on the podcast? Can you remember? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's I think it's yellow rose flower, yellow rose and tonka beans. So that's the flavor of that yet. So Drew, I'm not going to be drinking it now. I'm going to save that one for Christmas. So that's going to be going away in the cupboard. And that's going to be one of the gins I have on offer. And the other one I pulled out of my cupboard today, you'll be excited to hear. My kiwi and cucumber gin, which I shared a picture <laughs> on our WhatsApp group chat, which, yeah, that doesn't look so clever. If you ever wondered why they don't produce a kiwi and cucumber gin, you don't see that one in the shops because the color, well, it looks yeah. like piss. It ain't great. <laughs> and I, well, I when said, you say, I said, um, oh, sorry, I was, was going to say, when you say that gin's going to, you're going to have on Christmas, do you mean Christmas or your Christmas when it starts next week? My Christmas starts at the end of this week, I would say, because we're recording this in November. That's from my life. Listen, Gaz is shaking his head. When do you, when's the lights going up around your ass, dude? Is that, is that December time, is it? Yeah, December. It'll be is, like... It, is, is it? Is it? Because I saw a message you put on Facebook. The, the guy's coming around to put the lights up on your house this week. Yeah, oh, but they won't be back. switched on. But they won't be switched on. We, they won't be switched <laughs> on, dude. They might be up and they, they, they might be ready, but they won't be switched on <laughs> until December. Because look, this guy, this guy's he's, he's, he's popular. He, he's he's he a is. bit of a handy dude, handyman dude. And he, he, I don't know whether it was last year, the first first year we had him. And he was over the other side of the estate and putting up. And like my cousin Tor sort of messaged me. He said, look, see if you can grab him because he's he, he'll come around and he'll sort your lights out. And I think it's like, it's like 50 quid or something. And it was like, put them up, take them down and make sure they all work and da 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 It might not even be that. I, can't, I, don't, I genuinely don't, I actually don't know how much it was. But but yeah, so he, he's booked in. So I think he's coming, might be the end of this week. It might be next week, I think. But yeah, they won't be switched on, I don't think, until, well, if I have my way until December. I will report back if they appear in November. I, I, I said I said to David as well, I'd be sending him up a, a little bottle of the gin that I'd produced as well. So they, they've always been kind to us over the years. So I thought that it's... Uh, I've got to be very careful, though, because the way the Scottish people say, if I say I'm sending a wee sample, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if there's a random drug test going on, <laughs> you're yeah, sending him up it. a little <laughs> a workaround. Yeah, that, that's it, yeah. You, it, listen, it would fool you. Believe me, it tastes really, really good, but looks very questionable. So when that was out on the side, I think people were choosing the Tonka Bean and Yellow Rose Petal, and, and who could blame them? So I posted a picture earlier today of myself at the Belgian Beer Company. I've been to pick up the beer. We've got, we've got a couple of guests on on the next episode, which we're going to be recording a little bit later tonight. They're coming on. We're recording about 10 o'clock our time, 4 o'clock theirs. But Andy, tell, tell us about the order you placed for those guys. 75 quid order. How many bottles of beer would you want for 75? Quid. Gas, you know, how many would you want for 75 quid? 75 quid's worth of Belgian beer. Yeah, how many bottles would you want for that kind of money? I'd certainly want more than seven bottles. Uh, would, 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 would two be too few? <laughs> two would be significantly too few. Dude, 75 quid for two bottles of beer. You, you got to open it's good stuff. If you get two bottles that taste like the Duchess, you're in trouble. Can you break it down? One's on one's twenty five quid and one's fifty quid. But when you're at the top of your drinking game, you got to delve into these. <laughs> so, so what mill what mill bottles are they then? I mean, I'm assuming you, you, you're not talking like your three thirty mill sort of cans or whatever. You're talking like are you talking left uh, size bottles or? Yeah, well, both seventy five centiliters, I think. Right. 
I'm just going to double check, make sure. <laughs> but I'm so pretty certain now. Two <laughs> <laughs> little thimble fools. <laughs> yeah, the, the limited edition ones. Yeah, the black bourbon ones. So, you know, you got to try these things. Yeah. Probably not the most expensive beer I've bought. I, I bought, I think I've mentioned it in a past podcast, went to Brewdog a couple of years back, and there was a beer there called like Red Ryan. So I thought, yeah, I'm buying that. And it was 15 quid a bottle. And it, that was a 330ml bottle. That I was upset about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I well, what, how, much, how much was that one you know we went to Edinburgh had and we had was it the 17 or 47 or whatever it was that that one that we sort of got a tough drink at 17% 18% that was oh, quite it was, it was what 20% was that? that can was yeah, it was a yeah well, milk. I think it was a tenner was it um, oh right it was a tenner know, which there. by Andy's standards is cheap as chips yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it, just, it just washes his dinner down with that kind of money <laughs> gargles it does his teeth <laughs> that's shocking that is expensive now the way things work at this moment in time, we're not massively talking too much about current affairs because we, this time of year, we get a little bit ahead of ourselves and we record a few episodes, get a few backlogs so that we get a little bit of time off over Christmas. So the feedback that we get is from past episodes. So I do have a little bit of feedback from Johnny Simo about the episode from when we had Bo on. Okay. And it's for you, Gazza. Oh, what have I done now? He wants me to make it very, very clear to you that the Dallas Cowboys are not America's team. He was quite <laughs> upset by that statement. <laughs> take, take, is, is he taking me to town? Is he? Is he? Oh, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd right. check that venison jerky when it comes over to make sure yours hasn't been chewed by his dog first. Who, did he happen to mention who he did think were, were America's team? He did, I'm not sure who follows actually. So he's Virginia way, isn't he? So I'm I'm not sure actually. Johnny, let us know. Let us know which team it is that floats your boat. Would be. I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the Cowboys are. I I don't know. Anything. No, I mean but, that's what that's what they're called. That is uh, what. Yeah. They're, but, well, well, Johnny, I I apologise if I if I offended you. It wasn't he. Oh yeah, I can't. I don't know if he mentioned which team. I don't which think team so. he No, I don't know. I don't know if he did. But but Johnny, hey, I, I'm 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 happy to be taken to task on that. So. I, I, I do I do apologise, my, my friend. I think the less said about the NFL, the better, and the, the, the way it's going currently. Although, the Lions did okay, didn't they, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> They're consistent. So they are consistent. You They're can't, can't argue with that statement. <laughs> it, was, it was a funny week this week, though, really, when you look at yeah. the teams that you guys were playing. So, obviously, this will have happened sort of 10, 14 days ago, if you're listening back to this. So, the Bears played the Ravens, mm. and the Lions played the Browns. So as much as I didn't want you to win, yeah, divisional rivals, bet, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, as it was, we lost anyway. So it made a damn difference. <laughs> we're, we're down to third, but people are really, really slating the Steelers, and I don't get it because the Chargers are a decent side, and yeah. to go there and actually get ourselves ahead in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, okay, the way we lost that final touchdown was a little bit disappointing. You, you do, it was one of those if moments that if they just clipped his ankle, maybe we could have come out on top of that game. But look, you, I think it would be only fair to say the Chargers probably deserved it. But I thought we played well. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm just getting frustrated that the Bears just seem to come up with new ways of losing games. It's like, like every week, I can't I can't think where were they, were the Ravens something like, I don't know, was it like fourth and 12 or fourth and 13 or something? And then all of a sudden, like, that they make it. And then with, like, it was like three or four seconds to go or something. The Bears have, like, a busted coverage and he throws, like, a 30-yard pass. The guy gets out of bounds and then he, does he kick a field goal or something? Yeah. I well, can't remember how it was. 
I, I, remember, I remember checking it out, and I think with about a few minutes left to play, you guys were winning, and I was like, yeah, well, yeah I'm disappointed for the bet, but do you know what? I'm actually okay with that in terms of well, the conference. I've, I've got, I've got a, a, a guy, the mate of the golf club, Paz, who he's a, a, I would say, Redskins, but he's a Washington fan, and he... He sort of tweeted me, and, and I'm just going to try and find it. Oh, here you go. So fourth and 11 with like a shocking face. So I was like, so I tweeted him back. I went, seriously fed up of finding new ways to lose games. <laughs> and his reply was, oh, fuck. Honestly thought you'd won that one. I was like, so did I do? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and it's just like, like, really? Anyway, don't get me started on it because I'm sure in the next episode with a couple of our guests, we might turn a little bit to... NFL for, for two minutes, but we might not. You never know. And I could talk about the Bears for, for ages, but... I suspect we will, because these are two guys from Illinois. One's a Colts fan. I can't remember who it was the other guy he supports. But these two guys have been and lived your bucket list dream. Both these guys have been to Soldier Field to watch a game. Yeah, I, I, And, I, you know, I, I'm obviously going to talk to them about that maybe and sort of ask them... <laughs> What, what it was like, because in a strange sort of way, Soldier Field is, and I might get shouted at, it's a little bit like Goodison Park. It's a, it's an old-style stadium. It's It's been there for years. It's got character. It's not not one. It's not like SoFi Stadium or something, or Sophie SoFi Stadium. You know, one of the one of the new ones that a bit like the, if you, you know, you follow soccer, if you listen to us in America, you know, it's not like the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is all singing, all dancing. Goodison Park, the Grand Old Lady, is is a proper rickety old stadium, and and I get the impression that Soldier Field's a bit like that. And I'd love, I'd love to go there. You know that both, you know yeah. that it, it's yeah. a it's a proper bucket list for me. It's and I've said it before personally, without the family and stuff, it's not a family bucket list. But for me personally, it's like top one, top two. You know, it's yeah. it's go to Soldier Field, watch the Bears play, go to Augusta and, and watch the Masters, like one and two. Do you know what I mean? It it would be a, a bit of a dream come true. But and I'm sure I'll be able to pick the pick the brains of, of the guys that are coming on and won't give away too much as to who they are and what they do and stuff, because obviously that's to follow. But yeah, the NFL is just a bit disappointing. I mean, a couple of strange results this week with various teams that you would think winning, not winning, but Colts yeah. had a game, didn't they? Colts had a Colts had a had a like a monster game and 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 actually they're looking they're looking decent to be fair you know the really 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 solid and I and and my tip the Bills they sort of faltered the, you know they faltered in the last couple of weeks and stuff so they're they're not quite looking as invincible as they they did early season so the the Chiefs aren't doing great I, you know I, I don't know where they won at the weekend but you know what are they are they six and four are they now or something so again you know not not fantastic i did notice that i think they are oh, the patriots are there back on top of their conference i think there was a tweet come through with was it belichick who's giving it the all like sort of thing you know yeah we're still there sort of thing so the chiefs well, chiefs beat the cowpats they yeah you're oh, right they did right. yeah you are oh, okay. quite right with the cowpats yeah johnny would appreciate that one so yeah, what so to so the guests that we got on uh, for the Pub Time podcast? Have you guys had a chance to listen to much of their podcast now? They won't get to hear this back till after you, you know, after we recorded that one. So you can be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a guest on last weekend anyway. He was talking about he'd visited Soldier Field as well, and he was saying it's literally that cold of a stadium. I've been to Goodison Park. It was pretty cold the evening that me and you went to watch Arsenal <laughs> yeah. with Hill there. And he said literally his beer was freezing before he could put it in his mouth. That's just how cold it was. It was yeah. yeah it's, it's a well, I, I, I remember years ago 
yeah, might a few years ago, like the wind chill coming off the lakes, obviously they said it was like minus, was it something like minus 10 or something? Wind chill was like up at like minus 25 or something stupid, minus 30 maybe. And there, there were, you know, memes and videos of people sort of throwing water up into the air and it like literally was just like freezing before it hit the ground. And you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty cold to be fair. That's cold. That's, that yeah. is ridiculous, yeah. That is super cold. And the previous episode they'd done, they'd done it, and it was pretty humorous, I'll be honest, an episode about the Coal Hollow Monster, which is a Yeti-type creature. And I just thought, now, we toyed, or I toyed, I should say, with, when we were testing things out for this podcast, I did a separate podcast called History of Haunting, and the last episode I did of that was Cryptozoology. And I'd just be curious, just to get you you guys, your opinion on that, and just to see what it is that you think about that, whether you believe in cryptozoology, whether you believe in some of the creatures that are around the UK that have, that have been sighted. So go on, who wants to go first and, and, and let, let me know your opinions on that? Beast of Bodmin? Nah. Like, nah. Like, Loch Ness? Nah. What, what this else? up a bit of interest in a boring part of the country, doesn't it? I think out of various regions of the country. Right? <laughs> like Scotland twice in this episode. <laughs> I've only done it once. But no, it's it's somewhat it's it, it's somewhat interesting, isn't it? It's, you know, like a bit of tourism and all that. And, and as much as like obviously, you know, it's not true, but it's it's nice to know what if, what if, but yeah, it's interesting. Like what's the uh, black cat in is it somewhere down? Cornwall way as well, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, Panther, it's, but... it's, it's, it's Bodmin, but didn't someone say there's like some sort of weird beast in it? To, I can't remember what they said it was, didn't they? I can't even think what it was, but it, it wasn't like a panther or something. It's it was basically just like a cow, a polecat or something. Didn't somebody have something and it escapes as a pet or something? I don't know, I can't remember. That's one of Tiger King on holiday. You worry about that. But the Beast of Bodmin, there, there was a theory. It was, it was, it was a leopard or a panther. I don't forget the difference between the both. I think they might be the same thing. It's just the coloration of them. But yeah, the the black panther anyway. And in various circumstances, they can mutate, and I think their legs become shorter sometimes because they've been in captivity for too long. So if you've ever watched Tiger King, that is something that does get mentioned in there. And some of the mutations were very, very similar to what's been described when it's been seen by the Beast of Bobman. I've got to be honest, I don't really massively buy into it either myself. I don't I don't believe it. Like, it's a, it's a story. I think we, we sort of said when we were talking about whether dragons were real. <laughs> We've been on some journeys, haven't we, on this podcast? <laughs> thanks to alcohol. Yeah, thanks to alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> it's normally involved. It's always involved. But, it's always involved. Yeah. And, and that sort of thing, you know, when someone sort of says, I was, I was chased, I, I, John, I apologise now, but I'm going to share a story. When we were at, we visited my uncle in Stevenage and he claimed he was chased by three Alsatians from like, my uncle's like, well, they've got one next door, so I don't know what the third one is. And this this story then mutated into a three-headed Alsatian, which took John some years to, to live down. And I apologise for dredging that back up now. If you watch but but you do you do find that you know over time stories get embellished and people add to and the the, the aura and the myth, and all of a sudden you know as you say you know you you've been chased by a dog and you, you glance back and all of a sudden you think it's two, and then it's. Well, actually, it was a three-headed, and then it had, like, massive great big eyes, and then it's, like, breathing fire, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, it's got wings, and it's now become, like, a hydra or, a, you know. So people have massive tendencies just to over-egg and over-embellish sort of yeah. um, experiences, don't they? And, and I suppose that that's, you know, and we spoke about, was it the unicorn being 
derived effectively from, from a rhino or whatever it was, and and or narwhal or whatever you you say it was, which I find a bit odd. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, not narwhals live in the sea, and unicorns don't. But but you know, so there there probably are, and and as Andy said, you know, it'd be like the Komodo dragon. Obviously, this thing is I've got like feet and then somebody's just said oh my god it like it's flying and then you know somebody else says oh my god so it had wings it's like oh uh, yeah and all, and then all of a sudden the the, the 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 myth of the dragon became born and all you know so there are there is a tendency to to over egg and and to embellish sort of certain things and i suspect that's the case in various yeti beast of bodmin nessie type sort of folklore myth sort of stories so you, neither of you buy into to the Loch Ness monster then? Well, it can't can't be real, kind dude. So, if, I mean, fr- from a scientific logical point of view, how long how long does it live? Like a million years or something stupid? I mean, well, well, it would have to be a family, wouldn't it? Theoretically, for that story to continue. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the family would then have to continue to perpetuate and to you know breed and this that and the other. So, um, I don't know. You think it would have been it. seen on clear footage by now, and not just some grainy ass iPhone yeah. or whatever it they use potato. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If it was there, it would have been properly found and probably doing a selfie with a sailor or something. You know what I mean? It's just like if it, if it exists. And then to be fair, I think is Loch Ness got more fresh water. I don't know. So if I'm sure Loch Ness has got more fresh water in it than all of the lakes in England and Wales put together. That's correct. Yeah, just because is. of the because de- it's so. I mean, it, it, it's long ass as well, but it's so yeah, it's deep, huge, and it's the it's the depth of it. And they said actually, if you added up all of the fresh water, so that includes all the Lake District and all of that, and you're just thinking, fudging hell. Yeah, so, and, and, and it's uh, all of England and all of Wales. And if you've ever visited the lakes, you know the amount of water there is yeah. massive. I've never been to Loch Ness. Maybe that's a place we'll have to do a podcast from. So we, we 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 drove there. So I remember me and Jenny went to we went to Edinburgh and we were like, oh, we'll go for a bit of a bit of a drive out, and and we were going to go to Loch Lomond. Is that was that right? Loch Lomond, yeah, they make a decent whiskey there. Actually. So, I th- and, but it's absolutely <laughs> ha- is it Loch Lomond? Yeah, it's Lomond. absolutely, absolutely hammering it down. And we were going to go for a walk, and I thought, I'm not going for a walk again. This it literally was like not just raining it was like coming in sideways sort of thing so we'll just carry on this road we'll go for a bit of a drive and stuff so i ended up driving along basically along the side of lot ness and you're like okay yeah there, there's lot ness okay you know like 40 minutes later you're still driving along this road like, yeah yeah still there you know yeah yeah there it is sort of thing and, and and basically we drove all the way up to basically near inverness and there was the lot ness visitor center i think it closed at like six o'clock and we got there at like 10 to six or something they said like last admission was so we got in there and I had to walk around and this that and the other i bought a little bit of memorabilia it's actually my golf bike it's like a little messy you know those car sticker things are suckers you yeah. s- stick them on your window i've got one of them in my golf bag it goes everywhere with me when i play golf and then we're driving back it's one of the worst drives back imaginable it's horrendous it was awful tiny little roads pitch black hammering down in rain like literally there's like rain coming down you've got like mountain you turn a little road and then valley the other side. And you're just like, if I go off here, it, it literally is game over. Um, you've got like lorries and cars coming the other way and your wipers are on full. It was a horrendous drive. Oh. But yeah, so so we, we, we went along Loch Ness and it is big ass. It is like, it is a massive, massive lake. But I know they were saying it, it's the depth. When you go to the visitor centre, they were always saying it's the depth of it. And it literally is so deep that all of the water in England and Wales can fit in it. And when you go to like Windermere and you go to like Ulls Water and you go to all the others and you think, Wow, really? Like, yeah, and it does. It is mind blown a little bit. 
you know, in terms of that. So yeah, that's crazy. We've taken a boat out on Windermere. We did it for Kim's 30th birthday. We should have been in the wind in Las Vegas because she's pregnant. She didn't want to fly, so we had to end up with a boat on Lake Windermere instead. A little bit of a difference. Yeah. But I've got to be honest, I'm a bit sceptical about that, that as well. I can't... It's one of those ones, it's like... The stories didn't really... There were stories way back to sort of medieval times when everybody sort of looked like Andy were drinking out of vessels that Andy's drinking out of right now, if you're watching on YouTube. That's when the stories originated from. Yeah. But they didn't really stop. Then they died off for hundreds of years, and they didn't start up all of a sudden when the road was built alongside it, the road that you were just talking yeah, yeah. about yeah. there. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? That this, the stories weren't perpetuated through time, they'd sort of disappeared and then reappeared when there was closer access to it. I don't know if and, I buy yeah, it. Stuff. And look, you know, has somebody driven along, I say driven along the road, or has somebody gone along the road and caught sight of a floating bit of debris or whatever it may be and then thought, oh, bloody hell. And then obviously you get those grainy ass photos of that meant to be like a head sticking out or, or whatever. And I don't know, it just uh, look, you know, for, for, for local, you know, for, for local business owners. And yeah, it's great. You know, you get your tourists and there's obviously a lot of money spent in and around that area on tourism effectively. And people will go there just because of the legend. You know, yes, it's beautiful. And yeah, it's a fantastic lake. But you go there and it's like, it's just because of Loch Ness. It's the it's the monster. It's Nessie. It's um, I, I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm skeptical at best. So with that skeptical hat on, are you do you think that this is all a scam just to attract tourists and get the get the tourist book out of the pocket? I won't say it's a scam. I, I just think yeah, it's a bit harsh. <laughs> just uh, a bit know, fun, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it, I was, it, I was it just playing devil's advocate. It would, it would be a, well, you see, I, I was going to quote a line that Kevin Spacey muttered in a, in a film, The Usual Suspects, but but I won't. But it would have to be a massive scam, you know, at, at, at an enormous level, almost like moon landing sort of scam. You know, you'd have to con so many people for so long that not sure. I just think it, it's it's a story that's been perpetuated over time that's grown and grown and grown. As I said, you know. It, go back 100 years and it was like yeah nobody was really really that interested in it whereas some bloke went, oh my god i've seen something and he told somebody and then he told somebody and then he told somebody it just grows and grows and grows doesn't it and yeah. out of that a whole industry is spawned basically <laughs> you know it's like you can hire a boat and go on loch ness and actually you know you've got the sonar and it's like hunt for nesting you're just like come on really not, not having that sounds like episode for next year that does <laughs> TBR on location, Loch Ness. TBR discovered the Loch Ness monster. Now, yeah. can you imagine? That would be something. I don't think anyone would believe the three drunks found the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> TBR get pissed on Loch Ness. That's probably yeah, more likely. That's more likely. That's much more likely. <laughs> so Andy alluded to something there earlier then. Tiger King Series 2 is out. It's been out, well, if you listen to this, it's probably been out 10, 15 days. I can't work it out because we're recording this a little bit behind schedule or ahead of schedule, whichever way you look at it. You guys, you guys fans of the Tiger King? I'm not that way. Not that way inclined, if I'm honest, no. <laughs> I, I don't even finish watching the first season. I've, I've I watched half of it and... Yeah, I watched series one. Yeah. I sort of ran out of love for it. If you know what I mean, I sort of, I was a bit like, yeah, yeah. I watched it twice. Really? 
I loved it. It's just ridiculous. If that if that was fictional, you'd be like, there's no person on this earth that does the sort of things that this guy does. It is ridiculous. And he, not even just that, it's just a collection of people. It's just the weirdest bunch of people you could ever corral together to get on one TV show. United of Florida. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mind you, that's where old Carol Baskin's face, so maybe, maybe that's where the weirdest story is. And actually, Carol that's Mask. what... Yeah, Carol Baskin, yeah. And and that is exactly where series two is more focused. It's more around Carol Baskin. It's more around her husband and her first husband's whereabouts as to whether he was. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and they look into a little bit of his rather seedy past and as to why somebody might want to be rid of him. And yeah, very, very sort of, yeah, it's interesting. I've watched it. As soon as it came out, you know, we watched it. I think it's only five. It's only five episodes long. And again, it's utterly, utterly bizarre. But... Not a patch on that original series, which I loved. You know, that was it was that was one of the things that that was synonymous with the first lockdown period and the pandemic. Everybody was stuck in their homes, and everybody was watching the Tiger King and tweeting about it and sharing about it on Facebook and Instagram. Utterly bizarre, but like I say, the second the second series, a little bit of a disappointment. Tease it up nicely for Tiger King three, when no doubt that will come out. Yeah, it it was a bit like. I think back, actually back in the day, whenever it was, like 18 months ago, whenever it was, as you say, it, it was sort of shocking, but strangely like compelling at, at the same time sort of thing. And I suppose it's a little bit like completely different genre, sort of like Squid Game at the moment. It just absolutely just exploded over Netflix and everybody's like, oh my God, have you seen it? You've got to watch it. it it's gnarly. It's, it's, it's wrong on so many different levels, but it's compelling. You have to watch it, blah, 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 blah. And I suppose it was a little bit like Tiger King in as much as nobody really heard of this. I say nobody heard of him, but, you know, outside of, you know, the, the select few in the States, certainly nobody in the UK had heard of him. And then all of a sudden it literally exploded, didn't it? And everybody, oh, yeah. I mean, everybody was talking about it. Who, who's this guy? Who's this Joe Zotter? Who What's Tiger King? What is it? What's it all about? And you sort of felt as though if you didn't watch, you were missing out. Which yeah. is weird. It, it was like you were in the minority. You weren't, but you felt like you were because it felt like everybody was talking about it. And I was a bit late to it. And I didn't start watching it like you did. I didn't start watching it until a bit a bit later. And watched all the first series and enjoyed it. But then just I just ran out of steam with it. I don't know whether it ran out of steam or I ran out of steam with it. If you know what I mean. I just it's just a bit like yeah, yeah. And, and it didn't grab me enough to want to think. Well, actually, what. What has happened, if that makes sense? Yeah, there was there was a lot of backtracking and go not backtracking in terms of withdrawal withdrawal of information, but going back and looking at some of the backstory behind it. And this is and this is what I wondered, and this is this is what I was going to bring up to you. This is the the line of question I was going to go down after watching it. Why aren't sequels better than the original? Because that opportunity is there. You've set out the stall. You made that first film. Why why are so few sequels better than the first? And I'd be interested to to, to hear off you guys if you can name one or two that were. But when you think about it, that first film. There's always got to be, you're introducing a whole load of new characters, yeah? Some people you've never heard of. Like Gaz says, nobody's ever heard of Joe Exotic or Joseph Maldonado passage to give him his real name. If that is what his real name is, I've probably pronounced it horribly <laughs> wrong and upset another whole culture of people. Uh, you know, you never heard of Carol Baskin. you never heard of the people, any of the other people who worked in the zoo. So there's a little bit of story setting. There's a little bit of setting the background of these people and finding out a little bit about GW Zoo. And it's the same in films when you first make that first film. 
film. You don't know anything about Luke Skywalker. You don't know anything about Jack Ryan or whoever the you know the the, the stuff that you guys watch or James Bond. Well, probably a bad example that one. But you don't know anything about them. And you set it out in that first film. The second film. You don't have to do that. You know the characters. You know the people involved. You know, you only have to talk a little bit about the ones who've just been replaced, but you can just bang straight into that storyline. So why, why, why aren't sequels better? They should be, shouldn't they? Terminator 2, that's all I'll say. I, uh, yeah. Terminator. Ah, Terminator is a good film, though, dude. Terminator, when you... Uh, Terminator 2 is better. Is it? Terminator, Terminator 2 is better. Godfather 2, arguably, is better than Godfather as well. I don't know. Don't you even like the soundtrack to Terminator 2. Sound oh. Oh, no, it was Robocop, wasn't it? That was Robocop, yeah. <laughs> it's it's you, all Guns N' Roses, isn't it? It is. You could be yeah, buying Guns yeah. N' Roses, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's better. Special effects, better. But actually, the special effects in the first one are pretty decent. And actually, when you talk about films, about people getting sent back to the future and time travel, and don't at me with all the different equations and why it's all wrong, Back to the Future is normally the one you mention. But actually, Terminator, the way that all twists and turns and ties in together, I actually think it's quite clever. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the whole time thing, and if you do this, then it affects reality in the future, but then by affecting reality in the future, it sort of makes... And it's all weird, and it? it? It's all this, like, but if you do that, then that would actually never happen. So, actually, that guy that was born 40 years ago would never have been born because in the future, da-da-da-da-da, you know, and it's all that weird, you try wrap your mind around time thing. But you've got, like, Looper, and that... It, I have you seen the film Looper? Mm. It's like, it, it's a time-travelling... Obviously, he loops through time, and there's a cop that chases him, and this, that, and the other, and and it gets a bit like, huh? Sort of thing, you know. Things happen, you like, huh? I sort of get the time thing, but Terminator Two definitely is better than Terminator One or the original Terminator. Yeah, yeah, I, I get your argument there. That probably is one of the examples, but there are the the, the few not and many. far between, aren't they? Yeah, the yeah, few not, far between, but they, they should be, they should be, shouldn't they? But it's not just because it's new. Yeah. I think people put that much creative effort into the first one that they don't really, they don't always think of, you know, follow-on films. I know, say The Matrix, for example, they did, they thought of a trilogy, they did the first one, then they, they tweak the second one depending on how it's accepted in them right, like, yeah. Yeah, by people. It. So I wonder whether they chop and change bits. It's like yeah, Terminator's had loads of reboots, hasn't it? Because Terminator 3 was just... It's like a Channel 5 film, no offence yeah, to Channel right. 5. But, yeah. um, no, Terminator that. Salvation was really good. Like I thought they could have kept that was supposed to be a trilogy, but then the 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 company that produced it didn't weren't weren't happy with the sales or something like that. You know the one with Christian Bale and all that. Oh, that could have yeah. carried oh, on, yeah. and then that could have led back into like Terminator One or something like that. But it, but it's weird, isn't it? Because do do people that so okay, so you take the Terminator franchise or you take the Predator franchise or whatever it may be, and you just think, okay. So do do the people that write the original film write it with two or three films in mind, or do they just write it and then somebody else picks it up and goes, oh, actually, there's a loose thread. That Actually, we can write another film on the back of that and we can create something. Because, you know, rarely will you get the same film company that produces it. Rarely will you get, you know, it's always... So, okay, my, my kids love, and, and this is a massive left turn from Terminator and Predator, my kids love Harry Potter. So when J.K. Rowling started writing Harry Potter, she wrote a series of books. Harry did she Potter. write them? Harry Master Potter. So did she did she write them? And when she wrote book one, did she have the eight book series in mind? Or did she just write book one and go, oh, actually, I've maybe got a two or three book series in mind and then think, oh, well, actually, I could develop this and I could do this and then I could introduce this to do this. 
because actually when you tie it all together it all fits so there's artifacts and magic in the seventh that relate to the second film and blah 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 so you know what do, do they write them with these massive long seasons and series in mind or do they just write them almost as a two or three book and then think oh oh i left that do you know do they, do they leave things hanging so, they, so if they wanted to develop it later they could I think they have an inkling and then they tweak it as they go along. Yeah. I, I know with with films, I think they see how it goes and they think, oh, this, went, this worked, this didn't work. And then they, yeah. they change it a little bit. With Harry Potter, I, I don't know about the books because I've, I've not read them, but the yeah. films. I know. I, I, I guess in games, what they do is when they're creating a story for a game, they do like they create like a whole universe. They have like they, they give backstories to you know yeah. like if it's a, a sci-fi game, it'll have all like history about each race and stuff like that, whether you know like where they're from, yeah, whether they're carbon based and stuff. So I do wonder whether maybe she went that in depth with it, but she's milked the hell out of that Harry Potter franchise. Hey, brother. So I don't know whether like she did put that much effort into it or not, or whether yeah. it's just like oh, there's a golden cow. Let me just yeah. take it all out. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a massive. Tolkien fan, I'm a massive sort of believer, he's absolute literary genius sort of thing. And and he spent loads of time backstories and genealogy of the different families and the different languages and he developed and da 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 da, da you know, so so he he obviously didn't just write the story, he developed effectively the world that those stories were were, were based in. Whereas J.K. Rowling has developed those stories and okay, there's wizards and witches and stuff, but it's Earth, it, it's she hasn't created that whole genre, if that makes sense. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, there are some horrendous sequels that you think just should never have been made. And and do you think they go down too far? Is it character development? And they think, actually, forget the storyline. We've got to develop this character. We've got, And actually, you don't necessarily want that. What you want is actually a decent storyline. You don't want just that. Uh, I don't want to know about that guy. I want to know about how that game interacts with him and him and him and him and how the story moves forward. I don't know. It, it's hard, isn't it? What what, the, what are the ones that you think then, Ad? What, what are the sequels that you think well, work or don't work? Are, well, it's difficult to say because I didn't think of any specifically. I just I just thought, like, to be honest with you, Terminator is a really good show. I think Terminator, the original film, is a very, very good film, but there's a pretty solid argument to say the second one is a pinch better. But I think it's a lot closer than perhaps you guys would perhaps give it credit for. Well, that's just me. For me, the Star Wars films, but... I think that goes back to a little bit of what you were talking about there, Gaz. I prefer Empire and I prefer Return of the Jedi to Star Wars, the original film. And if Craig, our pal, is watching this, he's he's my name is is mud with him right now. <laughs> but I, I, Empire is probably one of my favourite films. Now, those films, like you say, they were written all concurrently to you know they they followed on from each other and they're all written at the same time. They weren't sort of George Lucas thinking actually. Star Wars has made a shitload of money. Let's make a second one, see if we can make ourselves yeah. a little bit more. Let's get, you know, let's get a little uh, those those plastic figures out there in the world, <laughs> clogging up people's drawers and, and make some money off of the licensing of that. I don't think that's the case with that. And I think that might be a little bit, you know, a little bit to do. I mean, I love Cannonball Run and I love Cannonball Run too. And then they took it to the nth degree with Cannonball Run Fever. And gee whiz, that is an appalling film. Burt Reynolds isn't in it. You got John Candy is one of one of his worst performances, I would say, because he's pretty notorious and there's a few now that are just rearing their heads as well home alone we're we're heading into the christmas period home alone oh, great film <laughs> you, do, you, do you enjoy the first though surely first and second one i really like the first one um, decent yeah, yeah. and then That's... as it keeps going it's like what the hell is this like last... film wise third yeah. and fourth and fifth and all this rubbish 
Well, that's been given the sequel treatment. There's another one out this this year, isn't there's there? Another one come out this year, yeah. Yeah, I'm, obviously I haven't seen it and whatever, but yeah, the first the first one was was, was very good. Mm. Uh, Isn't Macaulay Culkin doing another one though it's... with Ryan Reynolds or something like that? Where he's like baked at home. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, that would be good. Be <laughs> I'm sure he's like keeps going on Twitter or something about it, and I'm sure Ryan Reynolds is like bigging it up or something. Like that. <laughs> I I don't know, but sounds like the kind of project you'd be involved in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and that that it just got me thinking because you know I got very excited Tiger King two coming out. And I sat down and watched. I'm not going to say I was disappointed because I was still entertained. There was new characters in that where you just think, yeah, you just you're nuts. What what on earth goes through your head? But obviously Joe Exotic himself is in is in a state penitentiary. So the only time he appears is literally the top half of his head when he's on a he's on a call yeah. to the filmmaker. And obviously he's talking it through. And actually he's quite coherent and sensible. Whereas in the first one, you just, you watch the whole thing. And you, and you watch, and he's like, oh, fucking hell, what is he doing now? Uh, you know, what the, the bit where, the, and it's when you watch it the second time that you pick up on the on the little bits of detail. So there's there's the bit where the, 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 the I have to say dude, I think, uh, loses his arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he gets called, and he gets called over to it. If you actually watch it back, and he's sat there talking, when the call comes through to say that this guy's lost his arm, the tiger's taken one of the arm off. When he turns up, somewhere, wherever he's been, he's, he's wearing an EMT jacket. He's actually stopped to put on a jacket that says he's a medical professional before he rocks up. It's like, you know what I mean? When you, you pick up on all the stuff like that, it's it's just mad. All the way through, it's absolutely mad. And that's why I loved it, because it was just literally like, I can't believe he's doing that now all the yeah. way through and you just think this can't get any weird and then the next episode starts and he's singing at a funeral and then it's got the cctv footage of the guy shooting himself in the face in front of everybody it's like what the hell am i watching here is this how is this real life this can't be possible and as you say you know if somebody went to and what did they say about you know fiction can't imitate real life or whatever but you know if somebody went to a a, a casting office and said, "Actually, you know, I've got, I've got an idea for this series, and it, it's the, the 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 main protagonist is this guy, and he's let's just say sexuality is is questionable, and it is his political motivations are questionable, and they, and and he'd just be like, yeah, that's not going to work. That's so unbelievable that that actually nobody would watch that. That's so out there that it, you couldn't even you couldn't even write it as a comedy. It, it just is not watchable." Yeah, no, strangely, lots and lots and lots of people did. And this is it. And like in the first series, they talk about the fact that he was he ran for the state governorship of Oklahoma. He ran yeah. for president and all that kind of stuff. He's got a zoo. He's got a singing career, despite the fact he can't sing, and it's dubbed in a very Milli Vanilli kind of a way. Then it starts off series two, and you think you, there's nothing weird that this guy can ever go could ever have done. Then it turns it turns out he was the youngest ever sheriff in Texas. Or something like that, and and it's got it's got it starts off with footage of him driving around in a Trans Am with green lights on top of it. <laughs> police literally just stuck to the side of it, and he was he he genuinely was a police officer in Texas. He's like, what on earth is going on in that country, and why can't I be a part of it? He he he's lived a very enriched life. <laughs> is what is what he's trying to say. I can't wait to read his autobiography. <laughs> oh, I tell you, well, you don't have to wait too long. I think November, end of November, start of December is one really? of you. Just in time for Christmas, folks. If anybody wants to buy me one, <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping Kim, if you're listening, I would like to read that book. Is there a mention of him turning down TBR's uh, signed picture? 
<laughs> no, I don't think. It, unfortunately, yeah, we sent the picture off. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, But yeah, he got returned. I don't think it ever got to. He got returned by the. Is he? I forget which state he's in. In prison, it might be Arizona, it might be Texas. I forget. It's Texas, I think. And it got returned because you aren't allowed to send card, and that's why. Right. So it never got as close to. Him. So maybe we'll send something over to him and get it signed. He just moved actually to Some a TBR knickers. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, don't plant the idea because that's actually a really good one. <laughs> well, we should we should do that. So two two copies. Well, we should say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we should get some made actually, and just send him send him some like so you can wear a pair of TBR knickers with our faces on his crotch. There's a there's an image for you, folks. Beautiful. That's just DPG this episode. Can't can't wait for series three. <laughs> I imagine if we made Tiger King series three. That's we were famous. Oh no, don't tell anybody. That's what, what you're famous you. for. Well, you don't really don't want to know. Yeah, my face was pressed up against Joe Exotic's junk. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the title of this episode. So, <laughs> so moving on, guys. If you guys got anything that you wanted to talk about, um, not 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 hugely really this week. Uh, I mean, obviously we've sort of touched on touched on the NFL, which you know um, I, w- I was going to talk a little bit about Everton, but I'm, I'm sort of losing patience yeah. with them as well. So you know, so yeah, n- not nothing really. Re- really looking forward, obviously, to you know the ne- next episode and where when we've got the guys on. You know, I, I really enjoy when we have guests on. It, it, as you know, it's great the three of us, but every now and then it's nice. And I'm not saying we'd have a guest every week, but it's nice to have a different vibe every now and then with with certain people. I did speak to I did speak to Sid, who mentioned that he, he might be up for coming on again at some point. You know, he was like, oh, I listened to the one with Dave. It was Dave's on again. I was like, yeah, yeah. So we did Dave was advocate, and then he came on to the one that I did. And he was like, oh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll come on again soon. It's like, yeah, yeah, sound, yeah. Just pick something that you want to talk about and crack on. Oh. We've got no guest plan for episode 99. If you want us to come on and join us for that, Sid, we'll chuck that one out to you. Obviously, you'll hear this after episode 99 has been recorded, so we should probably <laughs> contact him in the, in the meantime. <laughs> you know, he, he said he said he'd come on and, and chat. I mean, the, the, the other one is, obviously, we've got Craig, who's been on once or twice, once maybe yeah. before. You know, so it's great when you've got you know, guys that you can call upon and I really look forward to it. And I look forward to sort of effectively growing the TBR family. So not just the, the, I say regular guests, but guests that we haven't had on before, you know, so really looking forward to what, what those guys can sort of bring and what we can bring. And, you know, really enjoyed the, the, the hookups that we've had with the guys across the pond in America previously, you know, a couple of the guys that, that we've had on really enjoyed those episodes. So looking forward to that. But in terms of, to do this week, sort of news-wise, or not, not a vast amount, really, dude. There's, there's nothing, you know. I don't want to go too political or this, that, and the other, and go too much down the sort of the COVID rallies in Europe and all the riots and the, the, this, that, and the other in Australia and all that, blah, blah, blah. Because we've sort really of been there, done that. But I know it is, really isn't it? So, and you know, we, we, we could go down the is it right, is it not right, and COVID vaccines and X, Y, and Z, but we won't. So, you know, other than going too dark, the, there isn't a great deal. This week, Andy. Oh, really? My little lad's sleeping through. He slept through a few nights now. Oh, all, all like good. When, well, it's all been broken up. Like Wednesday, he did it, and then Sunday night, and last night. And uh, he, yeah, he's right, little monster now. He's, he's going to be carrying me downstairs in the morning soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's huge. Yeah, uh, that's good. No, that, that's other good. than that, you know, all he's gone. 
United. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that is interesting, Ollie. Yeah, so, so actually, so Ollie's gone and he's no longer at the wheel. So they've pretty much admitted that they're going to give it to Michael Carrick Ooh. for two or three games. Then they're going to get some guy in for two or three months until the end of the season. And then they're going to get a guy in at the end of the season. Well, well it, de- it depends because Tuchel went to Chelsea during the French winter break. So we don't know whether right. Potch might do that. But Eric's after a good start. He's, he's won. Give him a contract quick. <laughs> That's it. Well, so yeah, po- Pochettino seems like he's the most likely person to get the job from the looks of things. I yeah. think we might have to wait till the summertime. Well, they were him, saying, but... they were saying that, was it the ex Barcelona coach? Is that Valverde or something? They're about him being the interim guy. So Carrick will do it for two or three games. Then this Valverde will come into the end of the season. And then they're talking about Poch because he's come out and said, Yeah, I want it. But then there's various quotes on Twitter. They say, they're saying, No, I'm happy at PSG. And so you, you never really know, do you? But you've got the January transfer window coming up. So who do you give the money to? Do you give it to, is Carrick still going to be in situ? Or is it this Valverde? Or would you trust him with? 150 million, knowing that he's going to be going in three months, four months' time, and it's a new manager who might not like any. It's just a mess, isn't it? It's just an absolute mess. It is, and it isn't. I, I think you could give it to you. You could give it to Eric to spend that money because there's there's a few deficiencies in the United team, like right back, for example. You, I, I personally think another centre back, but it could be yeah. like central midfield or whatever. I think right back's the biggest thing. So you could say like, well, that's an obvious weakness. Whoever's going to come in is going to want someone there. But do you not rate Wambasaka then right back? Are you not? Are you not a fan? He's, he's he's good defensively, but going forward, he's, he used to be a midfielder apparently. But it looks like he's never when he crosses a ball, it's always the wrong one. Like if if someone's yeah. near post, he does it far post. Yeah. If someone's like making a run forward, he taps the ball back and starts. Passing yeah. it back. This is like, what are you doing? Like, if you're midfield, you should know your strikers are going to like be running in the box. Smash it in the six-yard box. Hit it as hard as you can in that little area. It's weird. Well, I suppose you look at you look at the, the development of the right back and as much as it pains me to say it as an Everton fan, you know, you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold at Liverpool, you look at Rhys James at Chelsea, you know, these guys are not only, oh, I say half-decent defensively, but Going forward, you know, you could argue that Trent Alexander-Arnold's Liverpool's most creative player and he plays right back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You look at a number he, of he's just a right midfielder, though, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, effectively he is. Because he, you know, he doesn't actually, defend very well. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's banging and, them crosses in and assists. And, yeah. and that's the thing is that, they, you know, Liverpool and Chelsea, that they, they play they play with their full-back so high, or wing-backs, depending on which formation they play, so high up the field. Effectively, they're, they're right-wingers. You know, they, they mm. will influence the game where if you go back to, bless his little cotton socks, Lee Dixon and Gary Neville and people like that, you know, it was like, you shall not pass sort of thing. And they were, de- you know, they were defenders. And if they got past the halfway line, then that was an absolute bonus. You know what I mean? You, you got Lee Dixon, Tony Adams, Martin Keown and Nigel Winterburn as, as an Arsenal back four. And if they went into the opposition half, that's it. They were all getting nosebleeds. They literally would just camp on the halfway line and go, well, there you go. You know what I mean? You Other than when Tony Adams that, scored against Everton. Totally I know, I know where you were going there, kid. I beat you too. I know where you were going. But, you know, and but but that's the that's just the development of the right-back, isn't it? That That's just what you do now. You don't really look for right-backs that can defend. You look for right-backs that can stay wide and deliver crosses. 
you know, it wouldn't surprise him back in the near. David Beckham would be right back now. Did you know what I mean? That that's what he would do because mm. that that's what. Yeah, they, they cover some ground as well, don't they? Like it must be like ten miles a game or something stupid oh, yeah. up and down. Oh, but, yeah. But, I was just thinking then, Trent Alexander-Arnold is sort of like a, reminds me a bit like Skulls can't tackle, but he can cross <laughs> and pass yeah. the ball. Like a, yeah. yeah, annoyingly. And that's it, and, and that's, yeah, annoyingly. And, and as I say, I think that's the that's the development of that, that right back. But I think, look, we can talk about football all we want. You know, United are probably three or four players short. You know, Arsenal are probably three or four players short, and Everton are seven or eight players short of a decent team. You know what I mean? It's like, We've got we've got three or four that arguably can hold down a first team place. Other than that, we need a whole bloody thing ripping up. And actually, there was talk on Twitter today about Bill Kenwright and whether he's done a good job, bad job. And there's, he he's got less love than Matt Nagy, I think, from the Bears, which is <laughs> which is pretty hard to be fair. And loads of people are like, it's time for Kenwright to sort of step aside and give it up. And Mashiri needs to just say, look, there's the money and basically get a director of football. Because I didn't know this, but there's whispers that Mashiri's been saying, like, no, you've got to sign this player or I don't want that player. It's like, dude, you're like, you know nothing about football. Like, why are you dictating who we can have and who we can't have sort of thing? Until you've got somebody either as a manager or a director of football that has absolute control over transfers, that's not going to work. But yeah, we're we, we, we knackered for the season, so... Less said about Everton and the Bears, the better, I think. Well, I don't know. We might come up in a later episode. So <laughs> that brings us nicely to a conclusion of this episode then. So who wants to say their goodbyes first and any shout-outs that they might want to chuck in at this juncture? Juncture, that's not even a word, but you know what I'm saying. You're making up words now, dude. I've told yeah, you before. Yeah. I've told you before. Um, you're confuddling me now with all these new words. It's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll go first. I've quite enjoyed this episode. It's been a bit weird, really. We just chat shit basically for now which is pretty cool there is one uh, it's not really a shout out it's just a, a, a an honorable mention really there's a guy that helped us out massively and we did our world record attempt Stuart, who has sadly passed today Stuart kimblin sadly passed and stuff and you know he, he was a character if those people that listen in and around all stages that they'll know they'll know Stuart. you know i say kimbo and he was cantankerous and he, he he rubbed people up a little bit the wrong way at times but heart of gold really and and harmless in a way and actually massively helped us out when we did our record attempt and 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 volunteered to mark and score and this that and the other so you know bit bit of a sort of shout out to to, to Kimbo, as they sadly passed today. So yeah, you know, and I've known him for years so through through darts. He, he he obviously relatively recently wasn't able to play just you know because of illness and an injury and this that and the other. So it's always sad when when somebody passes that you know. But yeah, bit of a shout out to sort of Stu really. Yeah, fair play. I echo that one as well, dude. You know, and I think Mark Weaver, who never met him apart from when he came turn up to Radley yeah. Club for some solid stints. You know, so he spent three days in that place solidly. I think three... they built up a relatively solid friendship. They they did they did almost like you know Huggy Bear and Starsky and Hutch something along that kind of line I guess but yeah I think he'll be sorry to hear of his passing Andy I don't really have anyone but other than the regular listeners new and old and um, the double trouble fat lovely order I got recently <laughs> yeah amen amen yeah absolutely yeah double trouble yeah they they do make some quality products jump online doubletroubledrinks.co.uk and check them out and also. Well, you know, if you're going to either spend £75 on two bottles or around about 25 quid on six, which is what I did, uh, you can get along to belgianbeercompany.co.uk. Is that is that correct, Andy? It sounds right. 
Yeah, it sounds right. We'll go with it that. No, right. I'll, I'll dump someone over the top. I'm thrown aback by the this oh BelgianBeerCompany.com. Oh, okay. when I buy this beer, I'm gonna just drink it all probably within a day, and I'm gonna let you smell the bottles and just wet yourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest. He bought the Delirium Black, and, and he was very kind and let me have some of it. I tell you what, it was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The only shout I'd give then, obviously. I think Gaz's is shout-out is certainly the most important. But I just want to give a quick mention to Dixon Flannel. Dixon Flannel UK now, so you can get these quality flannels in the UK shipped. You don't have to pay import fees. You don't have to pay for the the, the cost of having them shipped from Arizona. You can pay £2.50 and get have them at your house in about two to three days rather than, in some cases, two to three months. I had to wait for me the way over there using by the US Postal Service. So definitely, definitely get involved. And also, Andy, check out their trading site on facebook you remember that one did you join that that side people selling yeah. these flannels so I, andy bought two flannels which you couldn't be asked to return kindly sold them to me for half price whereas if you jumped on there dude you're gonna sold them for twice the price honestly the price these things are going for is crazy the pier avenue is one of the most sought after ones i might i'm gonna wear that in the next episode if you're wondering what the pier avenue looks like it's going for around about 200 dollars. absolutely insane and even even i'm all just, about the love not the money all right, listen, I ain't selling any of mine. I ain't selling any of mine. So, yeah, even just the stickers. So that is the, the sticker sl- slash slash label that comes with this one, which is the Kruger that I'm wearing tonight if you're on YouTube. And even these are selling for $3 a pop, and it's just a sticker. Money to be made, boys. I'm not going to be making it. Why, why not just, like, buy them, sell them, buy some more, sell them? People do. People do do. There's, there's an unscrupulous sorts making their, making their money off of the back of Danny Dreyer and the hard work that he's putting in producing these wonderful flannels. And on that bombshell, I'll wish you all a fond farewell and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>